Happy New Year's Eve, guys. We've got an eight-game slate to talk about here on Saturday. If this is your first time watching, my name is DK, and I do make content for DraftKings NBA and NFL and for Prize Picks. Prize Picks, they are the sponsor of the video. You can use the code DKDFS. That'll give you a 100% match up to $100. So basically free $100 to play with on the site. And uh, yeah, they have basically every single sport you can offer. Um, you play two, three, four, five, up to six player props and go up to 25x your money. So if you guys want to give it a try, make sure to use that code. If you're looking for more in-depth content, you can check my Patreon link down below. Also, didn't have an NFL video breaking down the main slate, but was on the Stochastic on the Contrary show yesterday. So make sure to check that one out, guys. Um, talk some contrarian plays I liked for the NFL slate tomorrow. All right, so... Let's uh, recap last night. So last night, the main slate, let's go over my main lineup really quick. Uh, I came this close, once again, to taking on the showdown and the late slate. Almost took down both. And uh, so, yeah, it was actually a slightly profitable night overall, thanks to the late showdown slate. The main slate, well, the massive, I just had everyone get in foul trouble. And Paolo Bancaro, he is not the rookie of the year, all right? Give it to Tari Eason. Uh, not because I bet on Tari Eason. No, that's that's not that's not why at all. Just uh, I think Tari Eason should win. No, but Paolo Bancaro, come on, man. Come on. You can't do that. You can't shoot like 5% from the field. You can't. Terrence Ross, massive foul trouble, 0 of 17 to start in the uh, first half. Um, Bull Bull, massive foul trouble. Nas Reed gets in foul trouble to bail the faders. Uh, just everyone got in foul trouble. Literally everyone. I went to contrarian Jordan Poole, and he smashed, but it just didn't matter because Paolo Bancaro uh, was a bust. And I think there's about a quarter of the field in this tournament had the exact same lineup. And it cashed, but, like, you shouldn't be playing that lineup in tournaments, right? You, you don't want to be duped that much. So um, you guys know what lineup I'm talking about, the Porzingis lineup. It was basically what I thought was the optimal lineup, and literally a quarter of the field played it. Uh, but, yeah, so that's a recap of the main slate. Here was, so this was the late slate. Um, went with Dame Lillard, Josh Hart. I played both the bigs there from Portland and Watford, Eubanks. Then I want Sabonis. I, Jerome, is contrarian value, and Kevin Herter is contrarian mid-range play. Again, it was really, really close on the late slate. And the shutdown slate, I was like one point away, man. I don't know if it was like a month ago, maybe a little over a month ago on the showdown. I missed uh, taking down by 0.25, and the swing was like over $10,000. So that was pain. This wasn't as bad of a swing, but it was like, what, two points? I was 275. The Basically, the only difference here, this is the winning lineup. He had Simons. I had Draymond Green. So come on. Come on. I, just, I didn't catch a break here, right? So, uh, yeah, still, it was actually a profitable night overall, thanks to the late and the showdown slate. But that's the recap there. So <clears throat> let's talk about the state game slate. We'll start off with Cleveland. And there are some questionable players that I keep an eye on with Garland, with Mobley, and with Chetty Osmond. Um, we saw Chetty Osmond out last game that Karis LeVert got a pretty significant minutes bump. So I uh, played 35 minutes last game. That was with uh, Darius Garland in. Now, if Garland and Chetty are both out, then I would think you probably get Levert in the starting lineup. And then just more run for, like, Lamar Stevens. I think guys like Okoro get more run. They, they might dust off Raul Neto in that scenario. But Levert would really be the main guy that I'd look to there. And then Evan Mobley also is questionable. If he misses, I think it's to make Jared Allen look better. Just more minutes. Um, 
So he's going to look a little bit better. And then I think Kevin Love would have to play a bit more. He's a good point per minute guy that, like, we never really know how many minutes he's going to play. But he's cheap, and I would think he would play a bit more, too. So um, good amount to like there for uh, Cleveland if a lot of these guys miss. And then, yeah, if Garland misses, uh, Donovan Mitchell's going to look a little bit better at the top. He's just going to have more usage, more ball handling. So um, this Cleveland team could be pretty appealing while these guys are out. Now, if they're all in, it's kind of like just like the same scenario we've been seeing with Cleveland. I think Mitchell's fine. I think the, the two front court guys and Allen Mobley would be solid. You could still get to guys like Love and Lavert, but they wouldn't be priorities. So, um, yeah, that's Cleveland. Moving on to Chicago. Chicago, pretty easy to talk about. No no one on the injury report. DeRozan, Levine, Vooch, like the ceiling and all of them. It's a tough matchup, so they're all more contrarian plays for me. Patrick Williams, you know, been playing pretty significant minutes, but the price point's up to a point where it doesn't really stand out. You know, Drummond's been consistently getting the backup five rod. He's a good point per minute guy. Worth a dart throw at 3.4K. He's gone for 23, 30, and 24 fancy points in the last three games. Russo's back, so like it's like him, Io, Kobe White, Drogic, all splitting that like point guard duty. Probably not going to get to those guys in this slate. Brooklyn and Charlotte. The big news here is Ben Simmons is questionable. If Ben Simmons is out, you're going to get more ball. You're going to get more ball handling for Kyrie and Durant, uh, and then Nick Claxton. I would think would play more at the five or just get more minutes. So um, Claxton would probably be my favorite play here if there's no Ben Simmons. And then I think Kyrie at eight six would be too cheap. Um, he's been playing well. Again, he'll have to do more ball handling if there's no Ben Simmons. So I think Kyrie Claxton would be my two favorite plays. But obviously, you can't go wrong with Kevin Durant in a great matchup. I mean, Charlotte plays no defense, so. This Brooklyn team looks pretty appealing. There's no Ben Simmons. DJ Warren been playing a bit more, uh, 27, 26 minutes over the last couple games. I think he's an intriguing play. He was awful last game, but the minutes have been there. Royce O'Neal still playing big minutes. I think he's a pretty safe play at only 4-3. kind of sucks he's only got shooting guard eligibility, but uh, that's it. I mean, you'll see some Watanabe maybe. I mean, he could be playable, I guess, if Ben Simmons is out. I would think he would get a minutes bump, but he's not really been super productive when he's on the court. <clears throat> All right, moving on to Charlotte. So LaMelo Ball, also frustrating. I pivoted off of him to Siakam when we got the Fred Van Fleet news uh, rolled out a couple slates ago. And, of course, LaMelo goes off. But when I play LaMelo, 7 of 25 shooting and a bust. Oh. Yeah, LaMelo, I like his ceiling there at 10K. Rogier without a Kelly Oubre, should play mid-30s minutes. He's been not shooting the ball well recently, so more of a tournament-only play. Hayward's fine in the mid-range. I do like both front court players here with Plumlee and Washington. Uh, Washington probably sees 30-plus minutes. Plumlee probably around 30. You did see uh, Mark Williams play uh, the back of five over Nick Richards. Nick Richards healthy. He's only 3.5K. If he's going to continue to play the back of five minutes, which which I think he will. Like He played extremely well last game, went for 17 and 13, a double-double. So I think Mark Williams kind of in that Andre Drummond category of viable punt play, good point per minute, but probably not going to see a ton of minutes. New York and Houston, so still no R.J. Barrett. Uh, Brunson is questionable. If Brunson's out, I mean, you're just going to get massive minutes for this team. So either way, I like Randall, but I think he's going to look a little bit better. Brunson's out. Quentin Grimes, I mean, he shot one of 10 when I played him, man. But when I fade, 48. When I play, one of 10 shooting. Can't do that. You can't do that to me with the bad shooting guarantees whenever I buy it. Like this, that's got to stop. It's got to stop. That's my New Year's resol- resolution. Stop it with the bad shooting variance whenever I play players. All right. That's going to stop. But yeah, Manuel Cookley, um, he would be a priority for me if Brunson's out. He's still going to look br- good if Brunson's in, but uh, he would look amazing if Brunson's out. I think yeah, Grimes is going to play a ton. Hopefully, he doesn't shoot 
5% from the field. Mitchell Robinson, we know if he stays out of foul trouble, does does have a ceiling. He's up and down, though. So, like, you know, he busted for people last game, but he can do that. McBride also will see a ton of minutes if there's no uh, Brunson. Only saw 31. I thought he would have played more. He played 41 in regulation last, the two games ago. So, uh, he's playable, but again, a low East guy that needs the minutes to be there. Hartenstein, he's going to play the backup five. If you think that Robinson gets in foul trouble, you can take a shot on him. And you did see some rotation minutes for Fournier and Rose last game without Brunson, but probably not enough for me to get to them. Moving on to Houston. But Houston, I mean, it's always kind of the same thing. I like the ceiling on KPJ. I like the ceiling on Jalen Green. I think Green's a little bit easier to get to since he's 6.6 as opposed to 7.6 for KPJ. Sangoon, you know, foul prone, up and down, but the ceiling is there. You know, we've seen a couple of big games from him recently. Uh, Eric Gordon should see 25 to 30 minutes. He's a playable value. Martin and Easton will play off the bench, but just like yeah. Jabari Smith also, yeah, that, that does feel like a decent price point for him. Probably sees around 30 minutes. It's just kind of like an unappealing team. Dallas and San Antonio. I mean, Luka Doncic is probably going to get a good amount of ownership, but it's just like crazy. Three of the last four games, 82, 110, and 81 fantasy points. Like, wow. Well, yeah, Luka, if you can afford him, I think he looks amazing. You're seeing big minutes for these other starters. Christian Wood, 8K. Um, Dell foul trouble, but put up 40 minutes and 21 fantasy points last game. Spencer Dinwiddie should see a ton of minutes. He seems priced about right, though. Tim Hardaway also should see a ton of minutes, but relatively scoring dependent. No interest in Walker at the price point. Reggie Bullock should play 25 to 30 minutes. He's playable value. Dwight Powell will also be in the rotation. Uh, he had a good game last game with Wood getting in foul trouble. On the Spurs side, Devin Vassell, doubtful. I think Keldon Johnson makes for a decent GPP play. Should be the go-to guy offensively. Ray Jones, relatively safe play. Obviously, it's around 30, 32 minutes. Probably going to give you around 30 fancy points. Jakob Pertl, I mean, did see a, a minutes bump last game, played 29 minutes. Uh, I think he's at a fair price point if he's going to play around that 30-minute mark. Jeremy Sohan, you know, he's playable, of course, when uh, he's not chalk. He fouls out in 27 minutes, but uh, still at a reasonable price point there. You did see Romeo Langford uh, start last game with no Devin Vassell, played 28 minutes, had a really good game. I'd be a little bit careful about Langford. Um, he's not a good point per minute guy. So last game was definitely an outlier. Shot 11 of 16. For me personally, I honestly think I'd rather take the shot on Josh Richardson off the bench. Better point per minute. Probably doesn't see as many minutes. But if everyone's going to play Langford in tournaments, I would just rather play Josh Richardson. All right, Philadelphia OKC. So great matchup here for the 76ers. I would think since it's a back-to-back, you don't see Maxi Again, he saw limited minutes in his first game. Um, but yeah, like the ceiling on Embiid, like the ceiling on Harden. They're playing a ton of minutes. It's a good matchup. So main two, I think, look pretty good. But other than that, I don't really think I can get to anyone else in the 76ers team. So, um, I mean, I guess if there's no Maxi, you can look to Harris or Melton. But, like, nah. Unappealing team outside of the main guys. Uh, OKC, Shago to Alexander, 10.3K. Feels priced about right, but still like his ceiling. There's no one else I feel really good about. I mean, Giddy. At times, he gets benched. Like, he only played 23 minutes two games ago. Uh, Lou Dort minutes kind of fluctuate, you know, 40 and 38, then only 22 and 28 minutes. The guard, Jalen Williams, probably sees close to 30 minutes, but that price point, I don't love. Now, with no JRE, no uh, Alexi Pokersevsky, you saw the other Jalen Williams start. 24 minutes, he was awful, almost fouled out. Uh, if he starts again, yes, he's playable, but, you know, probably going to be prone to fouls against Embiid. 
Um, Muscala probably some backup five run. He's playable in a tournament. Baisley got a DNP last game, which I thought was surprising. New Orleans and Memphis. Uh, don't expect Ingram to play. We'll see about Larry Nance. Uh, Zion Williamson, like his upside in tournaments, uh, you know, he's been playing well of late. CJ McCollum also had a really good game last game, but I think that is probably chasing if you go there at 9K with Zion back. So no real interest in CJ. Jonas Valanciunas, or a little revenge game narrative, probably sees 25 to 30 minutes, playable in tournaments. Murphy's fine. Yeah, not a ton else that, that stands out here. Let's move on to Memphis. Memphis, I like Ja, you know, if you can get to him. He's been playing a bit more of late in competitive games. I expect 35-plus minutes from Ja Morant. But the rest of the team is like, eh. Bain, Jaron Jackson, Brooks, all playable in tournaments. I think my next favorite play probably would be Steven Adams, who should see in a competitive game 25 to 30 minutes. Relatively high floor. So I think it's Ja and then Adams for me. Last couple games, we got Detroit, Minnesota. No killing Hayes still. Um, Jaden Ivey's 5'8". You know, he'll do more of the ball handling. We saw City Bay move in the starting lineup, not Alec Burks. So I think Ivey's a, a decent option in the mid-range. The minutes were a bit disappointing, though. Only played 29 minutes. Bojan Badanovic, you know what I'm going to say. This guy does have a ceiling, but he has to make his shots to get there. Jalen Duran, Isaiah Stewart, you know, they did lose a little bit of run with Marvin Bagley back. Um, I just want to mention this. I took Isaiah Stewart over a fantasy score two games ago. He shot 4 of 12 and only played 26 minutes. The next game, 16 points, 10 boards, 2 assists, and 3 steals. No one runs with this. No one. Um, Sadiq Bey, so he started last game. If he starts again, I think he's a pretty good value at 4K. Alec Burks was extremely popular last game. He had a good game. Only played 22 minutes, though. You would have thought he would have played more. So be interesting to see what the ownership comes in on those two. Like if everyone flocks to Burks again, I might prefer Sadiq Bay if he gets the start. Moving on to Minnesota. So Gobert is questionable. He missed the game uh, yesterday. Um, I think it's close to 50-50. It's an illness. Whether or not he plays. Uh, like the ceiling on Ant, like the ceiling on D'Lo. Again, they're playing like 35 to 40 minutes a game. So if the Pistons can keep the game competitive, these two do have upside. You saw Kyle Anderson back, so can't really get to him or McDaniels. Nas Reed was like such a clear play last late. Got massive foul trouble. Lost a good amount of minutes to bail out the faders. Still had a good game, too. Um, I think if there's no go bear, he is an absolute smash. Jalen Noel at 4-2, like his ceiling. Still should see, you know, mid-20s minutes off the bench. And then you saw kind of a combination of Nathan Knight and Luka Garza play the backup five run. Garza playing more, uh, but Knight did get in foul trouble, so... Don't really know if I feel confident in targeting one of these backups if Gobert is out. I'll probably just stay away and play Nas. Finally, Miami. Um, back-to-back, so maybe they rest some guys. But assuming everyone plays, pretty unappealing team. Jimmy, Hero, Bam. I mean, they all have ceilings in a good matchup, but they're all priced at like 9K plus. So yeah, I don't really think I can prioritize anyone. And a lot of these guys are priced up from when Miami was shorthanded. So Miami, probably my least favorite team to target on the slate. And finally, the Jazz, tougher spot. Um, not a ton of interest in this game, too. I think Markin and Clarkson are playable in tournaments. They should see 30-plus minutes in competitive game. The front court, kind of stay away with Olenek, Vanderbilt, Walker, Kessler. They're all splitting minutes. I guess my favorite play in Utah, assuming he plays against a back-to-back, so I guess he could rush. But Mike Conley, assuming he plays, should see around 30 minutes. I think he's a fair play at 4.9. So, yeah, guys, that's going to wrap up the video. Again, if you're looking for NFL content, check out the On on the Contrary show on Stochastic. That was uploaded yesterday. Um, But yeah, so appreciate you guys for watching this video as always. Good luck, and I'll see you in the next one.